Hey everyone, it's Lisa here. Just wanted to check in before we get started with the podcast. Obviously, uh, you might recognize that it's been quite a long time since we recorded. There are quite a few signifiers about things we're discussing or even just, you know, the fact that it was a bit of a simpler time. Not a, not a perfect time, still a weird time, but a much simpler time. We really planned on getting this out to you a lot sooner, but unfortunately, a mix of technical difficulties, uh, personal issues, and also just this whole COVID thing have really halted the process. I myself had to move back to Australia with about two days notice, which has been very hard. I've gone from a New York apartment to a shack by the beach, which I am incredibly, incredibly grateful for, but it has been rough and I do plan to return to New York, but I just have no idea uh, with halted immigration and whatnot how long it's going to be until that happens. In the meantime, I hope that many of you have been able to draw comfort from Battlestar Galactica in this time. I saw many of you had watched the uh, sci-fi uh, marathon, which is really exciting. I'm going to rewatch it. I've just managed to get my hands on a copy over here. And yeah, I hope that you also get some comfort from our rambly podcast today. We'll really try to get uh, some more to you soon. This episode specifically, we would like to dedicate to our listener, Anna, whose birthday is maybe the coolest birthday, May the 4th. Be with you. We really wanted to send you a birthday card, but with the postal service being overwhelmed as it is, thought that it maybe wasn't the best idea at the moment. But we hope that this online dedication is a good enough birthday present for you, and we're sorry that you have to spend it in isolation. My birthday is May 14th, so I'll be not far behind you and go Taurus, go Ravenclaw. We also would like to encourage you, if you have the means, to support your local artists and restaurants. Uh, obviously, both Kaylee and I have spent a lot of time in both these spaces and we both have a lot of friends who are suffering right now. So please, if you have the means, just um, just support these people. I think art is more important than ever and probably what a lot of us are doing with our time right now. And so if you are lucky enough to have an income and shelter and food and all of the things that you need and have some extra to spare, please consider donating it to artists. On that note, I have commissioned a guitarist to play Someone to Watch Over Me, which is a beautiful Gershwin song and the namesake of this episode. So that will be at the end of the episode. I have also recorded some vocals over the top because why not? And yeah, please enjoy the episode. Keep in touch with us on Twitter. We hope you're all safe and well. And let's get into it. You cannot play God, then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes when you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Welcome back to another week of BS Beats and Battlestar Galactica, where we, your co-hosts Kaylee and Lisa, take you through the sci-fi original series Battlestar Galactica, episode by episode. And now we do it long distance. Yeah. Coming to you We're from it out. Chicago and New York City. We are by, not coastal, that's not what it is. We are by regional? By statial. <laughs> it sounds like something you are, at least. Yes, I, I am at least that. <laughs> uh, you know what's fun about New York and Chicago is there's a time difference that there I is. forgot about. We did. We forgot that there are different times in different places. 
but we hear now. It's such a weird concept. I still don't have, like, I'm not fully understanding that I'm in a different place. (laughs) I haven't fully processed it. Well, yeah, and it's far. And I just am dying to know what you're drinking because I can see you there with your beer and I don't know what it is. I have two beers for this episode. Me too. Yes. Uh, So they're both local Chicago beers. Nice. Uh, I've been trying to taste what's local. So the first one I have, I'll show you in the camera, is uh, called Around the Bend. It's always confusing. I think it's Around the Bend Beer Company and the beer is called Rewind Hefeweiss Beer. So I think you would not like it that much because it's not particularly bitter. It's just like a beer. A little wheat beer. There was a beer that I saw um, at, so I've been going back to 209 Station in Park Slope, shout out, and there was one called Citrus Got Real, <laughs> which is a sour beer, and I was like, man, if Kaylee was here, that would be the perfect beer, but as you're not, I wasn't willing to drink it for I respect that. So yeah. I actually, my first beer that I have is a Hazy IPA. It is Up and Out. Ooh, I like it. Uh, by 2SP. And that is from, I think it's from Philadelphia. No, no, no. Aston, Pennsylvania. Nice. Up and Out. So that's a shout out to Boomer. It's up and Out. Oh, she sure does get Up and Out, doesn't she? Yeah. And what's your second beer? Uh, well, the first one, there's a little thing on it that I want to read, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why I am tolerating drinking a wheat beer, which I would normally not buy. Uh, it has a little note from around the bend brewers that says we generally have the band improvising and exploring new territory looking for what's next in craft beer but once in a while it pays to pull out your old records and remember how we got here oh nice uh and then it talks a lot about beer but the just the music thing was really fun i tried to find music and it claims to have um Layers of flavor that really kick out the jams. Oh, wow. Ooh. Are you I feeling... I would argue that it doesn't. Are you feeling jammy? What's your second beer? It's a spiteful IPA. Wow. Starbucks is nothing if not spiteful. Wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Where is it from? It's from Chicago as well. I think it's uh, it's Spiteful Brewing. Nice. That's okay. the name of the brewery. Yeah. has a elephant on it that has... I believe cut off its nose to spite its face. Wow. It's pretty creepy. Pretty Amazing. dark. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my second beer is very pretty. Ooh, cute. It's by Fat Orange Cat, uh, which is uh, New England. It's a New England style Indian, uh, like IPA. And Fat Orange Cat is from Boston, Massachusetts. And it's called It's Not Yesterday Anymore. <laughs> That's a good one. Which is both for Starbucks, but also for Tyrrell. And um, and he's like, it's not it's not yesterday anymore, bro. You need to move on. Seriously? Yeah. So I thought that was a great, a great beer. I can't wait to try it's it. It's also kind of a great beer for the day that uh, they announced the Battlestar reboot. It's true. It's true. I know that you saw the video of us talking about this several weeks ago many weeks ago possibly <laughs> even months ago but this is a little window into our current recording process which was We've never record as much stuff as you possibly can before you move states so. and then delay it as much as you possibly can <laughs> to really just draw this experience do you think we listeners? can keep recording episodes until the reboot <laughs> <laughs> i have faith in us mm-hmm. we do because there's so much stuff to talk about. We still haven't really talked about uh, Katie Sackhoff's new show. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. 
Sorry. We should just have a weekly like catch up about what we're watching. Yes. Okay. That sounds like fun. Right? Well, we've got to watch Caprica. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I just binged uh, Unbelievable on Netflix. Nice. Highly recommend. Nice. Yeah. Always need to. Tony, Tony Collette being like a badass detective trying to take down a rapist. Come on. Wow. Love that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I rewatched all of the Vampire Diaries in the originals. You've been working on that for a while. <laughs> To be fair, in total, there's 13 seasons of those two shows. <laughs> and now there's Legacies as well, which I have not rewatched. And season two is coming out in October. So I'm going to rewatch this. Legacies and then I'll keep watching Legacies and my life is sad i had a conversation with a woman the other day and she was like oh it's so shameful i'm watching and i can't remember what she said but she was like so embarrassed and i'm like honestly i am re-watching the vampire diaries in the originals in order like there is nothing sadder than that so you're doing <laughs> fine you're doing great uh, yeah we all just need what we need to get mm-hmm. through these dark times you know it is a dark time for sure is oh it's weird times yeah somebody actually we didn't really talk about this earlier but somebody i follow on twitter uh was talking about how battlestar came out um or was like being created right after 9-11 essentially Mm. and this person was like ready for a new battlestar to reflect what's happening in the current times which i thought was an interesting point i think that is an interesting take yeah we'll see so skeptical but I mean, look, if it's just in the world, it might be fine. It might be fine. as And I'm glad that nobody is trying to be like, okay, well, this is who's playing Adama now because that wasn't going to fly. No, you can't. This is our new Rosalind. This is our new Starbuck. Frack you. Yeah, it doesn't happen. That's not a Mm -hmm. thing. Cool. Well, cool. We should get into the beat by beat. Hey, let's. Which episode are we watching? We're talking about season four, episode 17, Someone to Watch Over Me. Gershwin Much? Ever heard of it? Yeah. That song always makes me think of um, Mr. Holland's Opus. Did you ever see that movie? Mm hmm. It's that but like weird. In school. I don't remember it at all. I remember yes, the name it, of it. It always used to like be on like at the end of semester when everybody was like checked out of school. That makes that makes sense mm-hmm. timing wise. Yeah. It's just that plot line that seemed like not that weird at the time and now that I'm a grown person feels like he had like if not a physical relationship, an emotional one with this like 17 year old girl who sang that song for him. And it's pretty creepy. Speaking of creepy, one thing I do want to say now that we've brought up creepy older men relationships is that (laughs) it only took us what? 10 minutes, 10 minutes uh, is that apparently Tyrrell was supposed to be way older and Boomer was supposed to be way younger. And then, and that was like, how could she be younger? Well, I don't know. Or Grace maybe she Park was just, like or maybe nothing. it was just the contrast of their ages. She was supposed to be mm. like contrastingly different. Anyway, uh, really happy that they found Aaron Douglas and that didn't happen because that, uh, yeah. why do you need to make so many creepy relationships? Why? And they definitely went there with her and Cavill, which is Ugh. fucking more than enough. Ugh. Enough, enough. Anyway. Why? Give me like Rosalind hooking up with a young man. Give me something yes. different. Yes. Right? We've got Ellen. That's true. 
And we can assume she's living her life. But the only people we've seen her frack. Old men. Are friggin' Ty and also Cavill. Why does Cavill get so much action in this universe? Okay. Mm, so what okay. are we watching somewhere? Or somewhere we're watching Gershwin. We're watching Gershwin. We're watching Gershwin. Uh, this is a classic Thompson, Weddell, Nankin operation. And it's all of their last times. Yeah. And this was um, Bradley Thompson and David Weddle were apparently the only writers, aside from Ronald D. Moore and David Icke, uh, to work on the show all four seasons. So good for them. Yeah. They were friends of RDMs from his Star Trek days. Yeah. Um, and they actually came to see the miniseries, like, to support him. And then he was like, oh, hey, I love you guys. You're great writers. They're also in this episode, I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, so you listened to Ronald D. Moore's commentary. I, did. I found a random podcast uh, called Watching TV with Ryan and Ryan, which I had never heard of. Uh, but they... Uh, Sounds like two white guys talking about TV. Actually, the interviewer was a woman, but okay. her name was Mo, so I don't know where the Ryans come in. Um, <laughs> but what is this madness? I have no idea. Uh, she was a delightful interviewer, and okay. she sat down with Bradley Thompson and David Weddle, and they watched the episode yeah. together, so I got their commentary, which was really That's fun. That's amazing. What a great right? pair we are. Yeah, so I, I think I heard probably all the same stories but from their end interesting interesting yeah. nice guys but yeah they are they do make a little cameo and this their last episode yeah that's so nice i love it when stuff like that happens but it just it just every story we hear seems like it's the, just the funnest little set to be on it does and also ronald d moore said of nankin that he is one of the very best directors i've worked with oh that was an exact quote. I thought it was a cute way to say it. One of the very best. That's so nice. Yeah. Ronald D. Moore loves to give credit where credit's due. He does. It's great. He's a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, beat by beat. Let's do it. So we open with uh, a shot of the piano and like a cigarette and very old timey like bar feel. And this is intercut with like Starbuck and everybody waking up and going along with their day she goes over to her little locker or whatever and sees her skeleton self in the mirror yeah she's seeing that baby everywhere that yeah, skeleton self creepy. insect reflect no i'm joking uh anyway i played the buffy <laughs> board game the other night by the way we can talk about it another maybe we could do an episode where we play the buffy board game it was an extremely random reference it, it was like on one of the cards actually they've done really well with the references in the game it's a legendary buffy game and nice. they did so well with the references like i was just like lolling and like no one else was as into buffy as i was so I'm really um, jealous and I want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) We can play together online, I guess. Just hold it out to the screen. Um, But, oh, this whole scene. I think Ronald D. Moore was in the military. And I think maybe some of the guys were too. That guy down there. Making a surprise face if anyone is. You can also hear that car outside. Can you hear that? There's a I motorcycle really downstairs. Oh, that's good. It's uh, There's some guy with a massive dick downstairs. <sighs> his bike, his dick is so big that his bike is so loud. Yeah, that's definitely how that correlates. That's the correlation, if I'm to no understand correctly. No compensation there. None at all. That's not what people with loud engines and, and big cars are doing. Never. Um, they would never do that. You might hear some dogs barking or snoring in the background, but hopefully we're good for a bit. Good. Good. This pug can snore, I tell you what. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
All right, so uh, we have this scene with um, Starbuck in the shower, and there, I don't remember if, I think I tagged you in this, I think Katie Sackoff posted on her Instagram outtakes from that scene, which are so funny. You did not. I might, I might have, but it was a long time ago. Okay. But we're going to find it again, and we're going to post it is what we're going to do. Yes, we will. Uh, Because it's Katie Sackoff, like laughing Mm -hmm. in a shower scene having the most fun as she always seems to do topless i assume yeah i think what had happened is they gave her some little like pasties but they weren't exactly waterproof so they fell off you can't see anything she wouldn't have posted on her own instagram if you could honestly if you're an actress do you care i don't know i just feel like if you're on camera doing scenes like that anyway like is it for us to like not accidentally get a nip or is it for her to feel comfortable because i just don't think she cares truthfully I she did naked think... photos with trisha helfer if i recall it's uh, burned into most, my memory mostly naked recall. yeah mm. uh i th- from what i would guess is especially in a show that has mostly male creators mm-hmm. they would want to make every effort to uh make sure she's comfortable and feels safe rather than being like hey katie you're okay with being topless right cool let's go i mean like i think fair. they would want to take the extra step but that's hilarious so the pasties were not waterproof whoops yeah i think they they fell right off and hilarious she's just having a grand old time in an episode that was probably otherwise a bit hard for her to shoot she goes through a lot of emotion yeah i don't know like i don't know how i feel about this episode i like the way the plot has moved forward but there is a lot of stuff that's just like, I don't like the whole Starbuck and her dad thing. It's kind of creepy. Anytime they explore the parents, mm. it's like a little hokey. It's also like it was, and Ronald D. Moore talked about this on his podcast. It also was like really intentional that like we were to kind of not know what their relationship was and it could almost be romantic. Yeah. And I think I just found that super creepy too. Agreed. And like a week to understand that this was all in her head the whole time. There's no guy there. Cause when they pan around, he's gone then. I, that's what I uh, understand. I actually really like that they don't spell it out for you mm. and that there's no, exhausting scene of like wait where is that guy who was just here where'd he go uh we don't need that and i think at this point starbuck has seen enough shit that she's just like oh sure that was my ghost dad fucking of course of course it like, was. we don't even need to acknowledge it okay and i i'm yeah. i'm very sold on the fact that her dad is the dead cylon now i mean i already okay. was but like now i am even more prediction solidified yeah yeah but like i also could be wrong but it's weird that she knew the song and that it seems to indicate that i my prediction might be right because it's just it's her and i guess Hera who mm. also have access to this song in addition to the final five which is it could also be why like starbuck is you know the special cara thrace and her special destiny you know, still needs to be a is, band teacher. Still does. Uh, is because she is the first Cylon human child. It's possible. Of that I cannot brand say. of Cylons. Now, I hope... Un- okay, unhelpful so- shrug from Chicago. I got that poker face just for you. So Starbuck is uh, giving this briefing to both the human and Cylon patrol teams now they're working together i really like this they are working together it's nice uh she talks about their numbers are thinned since the whole 
uprising situation. So I'm not sure if the Cylons are patrolling more just because of that or because they are achieving more equality in the fleet or one happened because of the other. But anyway, it's interesting. Yeah. She offers up the last tube of Toron toothpaste (laughs) in the known universe. Why Toron? Is my question. Maybe they make the best toothpaste. Yes, so yeah. But like, it's just funny that they decided that detail was important. Like toothpaste was enough. Well, here is a extremely nerdy tidbit from the internet just for love you. Love it. Love those. The brand of Tor... This is from the Battlestar Wiki. The ba- the brand of Toron toothpaste offered as a prize to the pilots is called Felgercarb, a word used in the original series to mean shit. Toron comes from Taurus the Bull. In essence, Kara is offering the pilot who finds a new planet bullshit toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't nerds just the best people, though? They're my favorite. Yeah. Who's better than nerds? I just, no one. Absolutely no one. (laughs) I do love that this is like the last toothpaste in the universe, but man, do they still, they're just rolling in liquor. Mm -hmm. No no shortage there the like waters it seems like there's a water shortage everything like showers but cutting out At, they're good i wonder if they're making liquor out of the algae do you think they totally are making liquor out of something yeah. but you still need water to make liquor right <laughs> well i guess that's why the showers are <laughs> cutting out got that prior look do you know what to be honest if i was in a space apocalypse i would totally prioritize alcohol right what else are you gonna do but just get drunk all the time I was having this conversation with my youngest brother, who is 22, and he was like, yep, been going out too much, live in a boring small town, what else is there to do? I'm just bored, (laughs) so I just get drunk all the time. Yeah, but that's also what you do in a city, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what's my excuse? (laughs) I live in, like, the most exciting city in the world, and I drink way too much. Yep. But it's so exciting, and then you want to have a drink, you know? You do. It's the opposite. That's how you express all that excitement. (laughs) Yeah. You just got to calm yourself down with alcohol. Right? (laughs) I've been drinking my way through Chicago a little bit. There's a really cool brewery with a bowling alley you should go to. Ooh. I definitely want to go to Lagunitas Brewery, but there's, as I've discovered already, there are multiple breweries here. Yeah. Go to the bowling alley one. It's great. I'm bad at bowling, though, shockingly. Not shocked. No shock. Because <laughs> I'm usually so coordinated and competitive and athletic. Uh, yeah, you're, that's exactly how I describe you when I'm talking to other people. Thank you. You really get me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it could be fun to take a date there because then they have to do the thing where they're like, come around you and show you how to like roll the, ah, yeah, the ball I see, or whatever I see you what do. you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Could be cute. Whatever you do. What, throw. Is it a throw? Is it a roll? What is bowling? Who knows? Who can say? Who can say? Give me the bumpers. I like bumpers too. <laughs> I hate it when you're with some purist who's like, no bumpers. And you're like, but it's less fun because when I, when I get drunk, I just goes down the gutter. You can do that thing where you just put it on the ground and then push it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like settle. When I come to Chicago, we're going bowling. Yes. That's the plan. 
Okay. Great. Amazing. All right. So Starbuck has a lot of space science, space science, space science, yes. which is what my note says. Great. Oh, she also talks about wanking and using up all the O2, <laughs> which like valid if I was like parked <laughs> out. doing. <laughs> you never get any. I like that they acknowledge that it's like the only alone time that anybody ever gets is like in the Seriously. raptors on And it's own. only because their ranks are thin. <laughs> so normally in a raptor, you would have two people. Yeah. But now that there's like friggin racetrack we lost skulls we lost Elix, where we are lost. they oh are they just in the brig so yeah somebody said that they were moved to was i thought the astral queen kind of got some independence and they're their own ship and the prisoners just like hang out there now so but, they just um, send them all with the other mutineers they're like okay go I live think, with the prisoners yeah what could go wrong if we put <laughs> everyone together on one ship yeah that's it that's like how conversion camps work for christian gay kids they're like do you know what we should do we should take them all to the same place and they should share rooms that's the best way to make them not gay oh definitely (laughs) (laughs) i had a note somewhere about what ronald d moore said happened to them they're not dead is the point they're locked up somewhere and probably on another ship okay that is what happened great so chief is talking about how they like they only have a few jumps left and everyone's like but we can't give up on the old girl yet and he's kind of like maybe we should though (laughs) maybe it's time to think about it uh we find out that the cylons now have a quorum representative because we're doing it by ship and her name is sonia also back to the galactica needing to be whatever Mm -hmm. um there is a missed scene between rosalind and dama Mm -hmm. and they talk about how like she's like she shows him her handshaking and she's like soon i'm not going to be able to do my presidential duties and so she's like i know it's sad and then she says you have to have a contingency plan as well so i don't know where that fits in but i imagine it might have been around that time interesting okay Yep, so that was something that was removed. We need just plans for all our girls that are breaking down. Mm-hmm, My goodness. Mm-hmm. So Sonia it requests that Boomer be returned to the Cylons, which is kind of interesting because they're like now sort of part of the fleet and, ooh, yeah, crack that beer. They're like part of the fleet, part of the whole situation, but they still have their own society enough that they're like, we want to try Boomer on our own and probably kill her because we can do that now <laughs> so it's kind of like quebec is it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i was gonna say religious law also like where it's like okay we have some things that we can use no i mean like i don't know i was trying to think of somewhere where there's an independent kind of group of people that lives within a country but has their own kind of rules because mm. like quebec has different rules from canada in a lot of ways they're a very different culture, but they live basically under Canada's rule. But I was there when they had the big student protests because they were trying to put the cost of universities up in Quebec yeah. um, because the rest of Canada, they're much more expensive. So I think, like, let's say it's Cylons or Quebec. That checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Space At politics. least they have, like, representation now. Yeah. It's good. Ooh, this oh, this is good. Nice. I'm I'm ready to I'm like chugging through this half of Eisen so I can get to my IPA. Nice, nice. I got two IPAs because yep. I'm me. If if this beer wasn't so <laughs> precious, I wouldn't have bought it. I mean, it's a great name, and I really just I really wanted the citrus got real. 
Like, that's a great name for a beer. And it's true about this episode. Because citrus, citrus really did just real. get real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Chief has some concerns about this whole let's execute boomer plan that no one else yeah. really cares about. Uh, but hey, it's it's not yesterday anymore. It's not yesterday anymore. Boomer's changed. She's changed. It'll never be the same. But he won't believe it. Mm-mm. No, no. It'll never be the same again. <laughs> uh, he can't deal. He kind of runs out of there. I don't know. I don't remember what he does because we're at the credits. 39,556 survivors in space. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Are we counting the Cylons as part of the total now? Ooh, that's a good no, question. Like I it. do not think so. It doesn't seem like the number's different enough uh, for it to yeah, be Yeah, no, I think... They have representation, but still are not included. Mm. Because, I mean, the original count was the people who survived the attack Mm -hmm. by the Cylons. So it'd be maybe weird to start including them. It's true. I don't know. The ship is shaken and everyone's panicking. They're in the little hospital wing and Sam's still there with the swirly brain on the monitors, which Doc Cottle says, like, means nothing they don't know what it means but he's probably brain dead even though the readings are weird swirly brain on the monitors you know that's science for you medical real science medical space science we do find out in this scene that it has been weeks since the mutiny because of something coddle says like oh he's been like this for weeks Bubba. Mm. yeah just mm-hmm. so we have a little bit of a timeline. Starbuck it's makes good. a comment. Well, it feels like it's been a while because Starbuck's been doing this like day after day. Every thing. day I think that's the supposed same. to show the time. Yeah. Yeah. It would be weird if it was only one day. <laughs> she talks about how his eyes are open now and he's kind of like, that happens. Creepy. Which it A-F. does. That's a real thing. It does. does. that happen? Yeah. Stroke okay. victims. Um, like if they're, I don't know brain dead or whatever's happening their eyes can open and close and it can feel like they're really there even though they're maybe not and it's so creepy and sad it's so sad yeah. Yeah. and now finally we get to this piano as plot situation which you got a little note about i think in the podcast for the last episode like hey we're introducing this piano because it'll be important it's a character yeah a character just like new york city's always a character <laughs> that piano is a character it is i think i read something that it was actually kind of a newish piano and the um the set dressers did a really good job of aging it right i mean they could have just bought an old piano it feels like yeah i don't know i also I only know? glanced at this was in like a three massive essay long post by bear mccreary on his blog that i really intended to read all of for this episode and i did not like every single time I wished, like, my, I, what I was hoping for is that the guy who was playing was mm. Bear McCreary. Like, I was like, why didn't they just have him on for an episode? It would have been amazing. I don't if know if him. he's that good of an actor. Did go to lengths to find someone who played piano. Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's, I don't even care. Also, he he's be. so young. This I guy, think he's this... younger than Katie Sackoff. Oh, okay. Okay, that would be If weird. he's not, then he's, like a, like, a couple years older. It would be like if Hot Dog was her dad. Like, he's very young. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a daddy <laughs> or a zaddy god we're back zaddy bear zaddy again <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so I was like, oh my God, who is it? It should be, or like they should have got like Bon, no, Bon Jovi was, no, Bon Jovi was old then. How cool would that have been? He went on Ali McBeal. Why wouldn't he go on Battlestar Galactica? I don't want Bon Jovi on Battlestar Galactica. That sounds like a joke. I do. I want Bon Jovi on everything. Everything. Anyway, no, they did find someone who plays piano though. They went to special. They did. Yeah. He, I guess he just auditioned like a normal guy and they were like, well, this is the guy. Yeah. That's how it works. He plays piano and looks vaguely like Katie Sackhoff. <laughs> Good job, everyone. And then he creepily, like, it's creepy. A lot of this it's stuff between them is very weird. creepy. It's a I little weird. A he says something about tension later. Yeah, and he says, don't make me hurt you. And I'm like, whoa. Which, whoa, if that whoa, was whoa. like... <laughs> it's weird. Uh, a father and daughter relationship. If it was like veronica mars's dad say if it was keith mars saying don't make me hurt you like that would be cute because we know their relationship is like unshakable and precious who's your daddy but in this context it was like are you gonna hurt her what even are you yeah who are you how are you related to her why are you being so insistent and weird about this whole thing and then being like don't make me hurt you didn't like it i didn't like it it wasn't cute i don't think we needed all of this i think that there could have been another way to get Katie there this was know. something that um Thompson and Weddle were like pretty proud of and felt like was wrapping up Starbucks arc because they like they loved the plot line where they introduced her mom and they were like now we want to introduce her dad and like resolve some stuff from her childhood and da 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 and then they okay. they were really sure. into it and they have their episodes have been some of the more Starbuck focused episodes, but not Starbuck being Starbuck, like Starbuck being sad about her youth. Okay. So the ones we don't like. Yeah. It just always feels a little, I don't know, this show is whatever it wants to be a lot of the time. And sometimes that really works and sometimes it doesn't. And for me, this all feels a little hokey and not very exciting. Yeah. Fair. I didn't love this storyline. Yeah, some of the music is really nice. The music's beautiful i loved that um they brought all along the watchtower yes. back. i think that's excellent like i think that's amazing and i love it i just it's just like the whole i don't know weird love interest dad thing was a bit yeah, it just too plays much. it's Strange. like they couldn't decide how they wanted to play it and it's just bizarre well they were trying to misdirect right but misdirecting are you flirting with your dad is not a good misdirect <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. not fun. And I think it's, it's one time. of those cases where they're like, no one will have any ideas for dad until the last minute of the episode. And we're, no, that's yeah, not and we're true. all like, oh, what, we all knew. who is that for dad? Like right away. Obviously. So then the flirting yeah. is extra creepy. It's so creepy. <laughs> anyway. So first she hears him playing the piano at the bar and she is not playing the well, piano. Not composing a song uh she's shockingly disgruntled about it there's this is the scene where thompson whittle appear they're sitting at the bar next to her at the bar smoking yeah it's cute it's so cute and um there's also a shot that they really liked that was like a michael nankin thing where she's sitting right up against a mirror oh i love that shot i had that yeah where he was like because she's kind of like a ghost now so it's like mirror starbuck (laughs) and regular starbuck and they're both drinking at the bar yeah great i don't know what's who knows what's happening <laughs> I mean, I like this shot. It's a good shot. Minus the ghost Starbucks. Yeah, whatever. Thing. Ghost Starbucks, yeah. ghost dad. Who knows? Ghost writers. 
it's 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 closing time uh she's arguing with him essentially about the point of art in an apocalypse yeah which is actually a really interesting conversation and like i think about this a lot and definitely when i was younger I considered the pursuit of artistic things to be something that was incredibly selfish. Mm. And I kind of talked myself out of following a career in singing because I thought it would be a very selfish thing to do. But it brings a little grace and beauty into this otherwise whatever, whatever. I only wrote down the and first I think part of the line. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a really interesting thing to think about. I think about it a lot, actually. Like, um, I think art's really, really important, yeah. obviously, because I have a podcast breaking down the art of Battlestar Galactica um I think art is very important and I think that yeah I think it's an interesting question to ask like I mean what's the point if there's not things like this to enjoy what's the point of fighting for survival or having to go to war or whatever if there's no like beauty in your society to be fighting for exactly it's like um Moving to New York and then just, like, not doing anything because you are too poor or whatever. Which, like, I can fall into the trap of some weeks and some weeks I remember. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in New York and I'm just binging TV shows or, like, not doing anything because I'm, like, bummed out because things aren't working out exactly how I want them to. And it's just silly. But don't discredit TV shows as art because they are. What do you mean? Oh, they just are. like yeah, totally binging TV are. sometimes. But rewatching the Vampire Diaries <laughs> isn't. But okay, here's one thing I will say for that series: it is very, very female driven on the back of house side, which is very unusual. Because like now, I always look at who writes and directs shows, and a lot of the times, the writers and directors are women. The one criticism I do have is it looks like a lot of the actors, like the recurring actors on the show, got a chance to like a lot of the male actors can you hear that i heard something uh, oh obviously you can't hear in the microphone it's just people driving past with really loud music what's insane is when i can hear the bass from the third floor i can feel it <laughs> like i can feel it in my house and i'm like that's too loud i can feel the bass on the third floor um no one thing i that my only criticism is that it looks like a lot of the male recurring cast members like have had a chance at directing the show and I never saw any regular female character Mm. whether maybe they didn't want to do it I don't know but like it was just like very stark because there's like five or six regular characters who have who start directing in the later season that's interesting and so I would have loved to have seen like some of the women up there but maybe they just weren't interested but if they weren't interested in directing what how do you break that down why aren't they interested in directing is it because there are fewer female representations of female directors and it was something that wasn't as much on their radar who knows i mean generally i would say yes except that i feel like there are actually a lot of female directors and writers on this show which is what i actually think is really cool about it like i'd love to know more about the show from like a i just i'd love to listen to a podcast with the creators of the vampire diaries and hear a bit more about like that would be cool it being i do wonder though if uh there are more Men who act and transition into directing than women, I would suspect, yes. Oh, there definitely would be. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think so. Mm, Curious. The only example we have on this show is Edward James Olmos. Yeah, he's the only person who does it, right? Mm -hmm. But I just, I think that's something that like, again, like having this podcast has been amazing for, like I never used to look at that stuff. And then I'd be like, oh my God, Daniel Gillies, like Gillies, is that how you say his name? Oh, he's directing this episode. That's really fucking cool. Like, yeah, to look at that. It's something that I would always mean to look at, but I just would not be paying attention. And now I really make a point too. Yeah, me too. It's anyway. 
Yeah. We, we, we digress. We do as we want to do. We are. Anyway, Starbucks point is art doesn't stop missiles. And it's like, okay, but there's like one battle star and like how many other ships and what are those people doing to make their lives meaningful? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Also, how do you know? Yeah, man. Maybe. What if the Cylons came and they were like, your society is so beautiful that we can't bring ourselves to bomb it? Well, what is it? So we did watch the first episode of Another Life together. We did. What is it that happens when he plays the music to the alien or whatever? Yeah. Does he play music in the first episode and then it responds? And I'm like, yeah, see, art is useful. Yeah, I think it's they play a song that we had originally sent out into space Mm. somehow or other. And he plays that song again for them and they play it back very loudly. Something like that. Yeah. See? Which is, um, I think there's other alien sci-fi shows that play on that. I think Contact might play on that. That's a good movie. We should do an episode mm-hmm. about that movie. Look, we're going to have, look, we've set up our long distance relationship now. So who knows what's in our future? We got to make it work. We're going to do it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So he's, she's like, uh, you better learn to play that piano before you can make any music. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, he can play. <laughs> he starts just going off and it's lovely. And this episode has a lot of like dramatic listening, just like him playing and her being like, which you can't see. Oh, yeah. Kaylee's making faces. Listening faces. And then it's like she gets closer and closer in each listen. She's like, and then she's like next to him on the beat. It just happens. It all progresses way too quickly. A little bit, yeah. As I mean, they don't have a lot of time left to tell story within this show. Only a few episodes remain. Yes. Oh, my God. Hmm. Pretty How wild. many do we watch in a row for the next one? Do we watch the next three or do we watch two? There are actually four episodes left. No, wait. Oh, so we two, just watch nine, two, one next time? Yeah, I think we just watch one next time. Sorry. <sighs> Sorry about it. Damn it. <laughs> uh, it's all right. We're going to get through. Yeah. Uh, so something about the notes that he's plunking out at the beginning, uh, they are something, some music used in the original series, which is fun. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Yeah. So moving on to Chief eyeing like some other eight over, he's doing some yes. welding, I guess. And they were literally like, Michael Nakin wanted us to rig this things so the sparks were flying upward in chief's face you could be like sparks flying between chief and boomer (laughs) wow visual representation of that deep metaphor such a deep deep metaphor and then we have our favorite thing on battlestar galactica we have some flashbacks yes we love those yeah where there are a bunch there are and he's awful in all of them yes he's yelling at her well they have their little like Oh, we're in love flashback first. And then he's in the the jail cell with her saying like, you're a machine and I'm not. And he's so smug about it, which is really funny and ironic. We really showed you, Tyrrell. Yeah. Eat your words, Tyrrell. And then we have to hear this speech again about how he didn't want to be married to Callie. Mm hmm. We just settled for people and she smelled like boiled cabbage. You know what? He could have fracking left her with hot dog. She would up, I say. I bet hot dog would be a great husband. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Also, there's a there's a missing scene, (laughs) Um, which is just before Boomer comes into Athena. So it's like it's jumping ahead a bit, but I'm just going to bring it up now that we bring up hot dog. Do it. 
and he's in the bathroom talking to Athena. And he goes, I am the, um, <laughs> the Viper Jack Peacock of the Colonial Fleet. And I'm at the mercy of a screaming two-year-old. And then she's like, how does he get vomit in his shoe anyway? And they're just like talking about the perils of him as like a parent. Wait, he but I love himself- that he called himself a Viper Jack Peacock of the Colonial Fleet. I went back and rewound it and wrote it down because it was so great. Is he now? Is he their most peacocky Viper Jack? Is that his role now that Apollo's gone and like maybe Starbucks stopped flying as much? and I don't know. Like, yeah, I think this guy's got tickets on himself. Oh, he's like big man on campus now. Yeah. Oh my hot dog. Yeah. So funny. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I would like to. I would like to see that. All right. Um, it's great. It's great. It's on the DVD. It's just uh, just come over and watch I'll it. I'll be right over. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Uh, we have a scene where Starbuck comes to visit Hilo and Hera, and she's drawing stars, air quotes. Yes. And she's like, oh, those are really good stars. I don't know. It kind of looks like a row of planets that you would draw as a kid. Yeah, I think that Ronald Demon was saying they wanted to not make it too obvious. Yeah, and I think they did a good job with that. And also, she's what, like three? Yeah, she can. Yeah, those are great stars. Good job, Hera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hilo has taken the time to locate all of Starbucks stuff that they got rid of when they thought she was dead. We all need a friend like Hilo. He has a box full of all of her stuff, and she's like, "I'll just take this, this one thing, and this picture from your he, child, and like, you can keep everything kept else." <laughs> out of his kid's mouth because he was buying back her shit and she was just like yeah whatever <laughs> thanks Kilo. I don't want any of it anyway <laughs> like I know she's going through stuff but come on just take it it's very bring sweet bring it back gesture. to your bunk man she's so she's so spiteful oh I see I see uh-huh. what you did there uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, the tape that is it a tape is it an actual like cassette tape it's something it's some space version of a cassette tape mm. It is called, uh, how do we think his name is pronounced? Draylead? I don't know, but it starts with a D, which makes me think he's Daniel. Daniel Thrace. No, I think it's Draylead. Draylead Thrace live at the Hellas Opera House. And Hellas is some hundred million references in ancient Greece. And uh, according to the Battlestar Wiki, the name Draylead seems to be inspired by the German words Dray and Leader, meaning three eyelids weird yep why also his nickname is slick that's like his musician nickname like old slick on the keys slick is a horrible nickname for anyone it's pretty gross it is i'm sorry pretty if gross we have nickname. any listeners called slick <laughs> but it feels like just something like people called kids in the 50s who were like hey slick how you doing yeah that's actually more like 30s i don't know yeah yeah, yeah slick does sound like a guy who got cut out of greece you're right yeah yeah Exactly. Hey, Slick over there working on Grease Lightning. Yeah. 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 Go Grease Lightning. Go. Okay. Y'all better donate some money so you can see us dancing. That's all. Yeah. Great. And me just being like, I'm getting, my knee has been so bad. I'm actually genuinely worried. My dad did have a knee reconstruction when he was relatively young. And um, I usually sit with my legs crossed, which is super comfortable, but like, it's just my knees a little stiff. So I'm just like squirming on the video. So (laughs) 
I keep like repositioning myself with my leopard pants and my boob shirt. Just do a little kick line in your bed there. Yeah. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Anyway. All right. It's fun. We're having fun. Always. We're making the best of this long distance situation. You know what's creepy? What's creepy? Waking up and seeing Galen Tyrrell staring at you through a window. That's creepy. <laughs> so, so very creepy. <laughs> Uh, he's watching Boomer in the brig. Classic. And she comes up and has this whole long speech about Ugh. how she thought like doing a dictatorship would set things right between them yep. on New Caprica. I mean, that's how I try so to mend bridges with my exes, personally. Yeah, right? You're just like, okay, it didn't work the first time, but... What I'm going to do, I'm going to come to where you live. Mm -hmm. I'm going to set up a dictatorship. I'm going to regularly kidnap, torture, and kill people. Mm -hmm. You lead the resistance, and then we'll have like a whole Romeo and Juliet thing. What's the problem? Yeah. What's what's going to be wrong with that plan? Yeah, I don't see a problem yeah. with the plan. Mm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, great. Which, obviously, everything she's saying is bullshit. Anyway, we know from the end of the episode. Uh, she's like, I thought about you every day since I died in your arms, and then you married the woman who killed me uh. yeah i forgot that kaylee like that callie kaylee kaylee remember <laughs> I when did you it, it killed was me. boomer <laughs> and i do it again um <laughs> i forgot that callie was the one who killed boomer totally forgot yeah but that adds up yeah, back when callie was more than like a sad housewife she had an agency and she bit off a Kaylee guy's Lee, ear. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. Bit off a guy's ear. I do yeah. think I recall that. Yes. So this is all a little hard to watch knowing what Boomer does at the end. But also like, Chief, come on. Yeah. No. <laughs> I guess he's like lost his wife and he's more or less lost his kid. And like, what's he doing? But dude. Yeah. Not a trustworthy person, this Boomer. Yeah. It's, it's not yesterday anymore. Bro. <laughs> I feel like you're working for that beer company. I mean, Fat Orange brewery, Cat is a great name for a brewery. It is. And it is great. based in Boston, which is where the Celtics are from. All these things are true. The guys at 209 Station are so good. They're very on board. Like, I haven't been in for a long time. And then the uh, owner was like, oh, yeah, Battlestar Galactica podcast. What's it about this week? That's so cute. Let's talk about the themes. And so we talked about, okay, we got this thing happening, this thing happening. I can have something about a piano player. I can have something about a hero. I can have something about betrayal or like whatever anyway. And so there were a bunch of contestants in that. Yeah, I think we landed on some good ones. I love that. Okay, that's fun. It's great. I just went to Whole Foods and no one helped me. Aww. And then someone else spilled a beer and I had to wait for a long time to to make my selection while they cleaned it up. Sad. That's what happened here. Sad, yep. sad, sad. I would say <laughs> if you live in New York, which like if you do, maybe we've met. But if you live in New York, you should head down to 209 Station. They're great. They always have very cool Heck beers. Heck yeah, do it. I would go if I was still in New York. You would. I would go right there. Right there. It's Park mm. Slope. It's pretty far if you're not there already. A bit far. Anyway. All right. So Boomer does this projection thing where she like puts her hand up. And I, for a second, I thought that that there was just like fencing there with no glass because I thought they would have to physically touch for them to. Yeah, I thought that share their a projection. glass would stop 
that, but evidently it doesn't. But it, no, you just have to give the illusion of touching hands. Okay. And then you can share a projection, I guess. Does it work for us? Mm, Oh, we're in our dream house. We're in our dream house that we always imagined we would build together. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, it works. It works. Kaylee and I did it through the computer screen. Mm hmm. <laughs> Why is everyone's fantasy always like the most suburban shit? No, that's not my fantasy. So boring. Nope. We have a nine year old together who has a lot of stuffed animals. Yeah, no. In our fantasy, there's lots of pets and also, I would say, just creature comforts like our washing machine. I know that's not so much mm. of a dream for you, but it's a dream of mine. And like, well, I have one in the basement now, but like, Man, I tell you, there's a lot of spiders in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Now we know. I've been avoiding going down there. Now we're going to learn about uh, Chicago um, a lot. But I would say also in our fantasy home, there's like a backyard and like lots of plants. Mm. Oh, yeah. So many plants. And just like a cinema room where we can just watch Battlestar Galactica and everything we ever wanted. And Katie Sackhoff is there. That would be the most fun. And yeah. Alex, Alessandro Giuliani is there. And they and just then we make out with them. All the time. Have orgies, yeah. in fact. We can bring Rekha <laughs> along as well. And Trisha. Trisha is right. very welcome. I liked that we went from like laundry machine to orgies. They're both things that very I dream short of. Span. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's great. All right. Totally. Totally normal mm-hmm. fantasy mm-hmm. that we share. And now anytime we just want to touch... Touch hands. We'll just do it now. Uh, yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was totally out of sync, but only our Patreon fans <laughs> know, so it's fine. I did it wrong before because you're on the left side of my screen and I touched you. <laughs> I had to touch the camera. I touched the camera. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> so We're new to this. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I have a beautiful image of you just touching me on the screen. Now I'm doing it to you. I'm touching you're on the right of my screen. So it's kind of perfect anyway. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's great. (laughs) All right. So you know what? Tyrell, not into the projection, runs runs far away. He does. But he'll, oh boy, will he be back. To be fair, I would run from that too. Yeah. What is this but I would run place? and not come back. Yeah. <laughs> like with your just creepy, like Stepford Cylon wife, like putting roses in a vase. Yeah. Mm, no, thank you. No, no. Bye. No, <laughs> no. It's too, it's too weird. People, would, yeah. when there's too many flowers in a house, it's, I'm suspicious. It's just all a little too country for my taste. Yeah. Anyway, so we, uh, we're not into the yeah. fantasy is the point. To, not enough mm-hmm. orgies in the fantasy. No, it reminds me of what we talked about with Rosalind seeing her family like on the shore <laughs> of the thing when she's on the boat. Like that's where they're going. Yeah. People who live in that house are going to meet those people for brunch <laughs> later, and I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part me of it. Like Everyone's wearing pantyhose, and I hate it. <laughs> who even right. wears pantyhose? It's ridiculous. What a ridiculous those thing people. To do. <laughs> those people and my mom. Mm. All right, and your mom. <laughs> We were a pantyhose household. It took me a while to shed. To shed Wait a minute. That. I don't even really know what pantyhose are. Are they like stockings? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say we were a pantyhose. Like thinner tights. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, okay, so here's the question. Because like in winter, I often, because I, I went through a phase where I wore a lot of dresses and I wore a lot of tights. 
And sometimes I wore thinner tights, but they were always black tights. I feel like when it's weird and when I wouldn't usually wear them is if like you wear like it's skin nude. colored pantyhose every day. Yeah. Oh no, that's no, that weird. was that shit's weird. We grew up like you don't show your bare leg. Like you wear pantyhose no, when you wear a dress. That shit's ridiculous. Okay. It's very strange. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, I didn't grow up in that kind of household. Like black stocking, okay. sure, if that like is slimming and goes. Yeah, and no, especially if it's winter, mm-hmm. but it's nude pantyhose is very strange. Dude, I went to work today in the shortest shorts I've had in a long... You know, my denim <laughs> shorts are very short. Mm-hmm. Well, it's when you're tall, your shorts are shorter. That's just how it works. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? I've got great legs. So, fuck you all. As we've discussed, <laughs> textbook legs. Textbook legs. You should be so lucky to get a glimpse. I almost called that episode that. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> a good title. Yeah, I thought so too. Anyway. So you're welcome, world of today, who saw my textbook legs just giving them away for free on the street. That sounds bad. You know what I mean. I'll give a leg to anyone who wants it. <laughs> All right. So we're back at the bar. Starbucks. He, the dude... Slick. He like finishes playing something as Starbucks claps. And then like, okay, here's my question. So this guy's not there. Starbucks the only one who's seeing him. But is the whole interaction in her head or is she literally clapping and talking loudly to someone who's not there? And everyone else in the bar is like, yeah, it's just Starbucks, man. Of course she is. Of course she's in the corner clapping and talking to herself. The second one for sure. I think we're no stranger <laughs> to people talking to people who are not there. That is a thing. Yeah. Well, I guess it is kind of like it happens where a sometimes lot. James Cal, like some James Cal's Gaius is having conversations that are like more in his head, but then sometimes he does actually say stuff out loud. So maybe he it's mostly a combination says of it both. out loud. It just, he makes it, he's just very talented at making it like a multi, part of the conversation thing like he just talks to both it's a skill it's a skill that few have (laughs) and so I think that's different anyway but then also is she playing the piano like is she actually at the piano versus sitting at the bar hearing someone play there there's so many questions and I again I do like that they didn't spell it out for us I think it's way better fun to then have like an episode where we just see everything that happened from everybody else's perspective (laughs) just that would be just like a bonus necessary for the plot but it would be fun for us it would be fun yeah where you just see Starbuck like just (laughs) everyone's just sitting at the bar and all of a sudden Starbucks just starts frantically clapping and everyone's just like or like having an argument about music with absolutely no one I wonder if she says both sides of it <laughs> if they didn't hear the song at the end of the episode like if other people didn't hear it I would think maybe the piano wasn't there at all but oh yeah is. but it clearly is yeah. but I think yeah she's yeah. been playing anyway who knows? who knows love to hear your thoughts on what the fuck is happening with our girl she actually likes whatever he is composed so far. And he's like, okay, but why do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. You have to tell me why. Again, the weird daddy-daughter flirt. Weird. It's a weird thing. She that says, classic daddy-daughter flirt. Yeah, which is a little bit part of, I feel like, Western culture. Like that, like, daddy, I want it. Like that uh, kind of weird shit. So gross. 
I don't know. Oh my gosh, your dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did she hear me change my tone of voice and perk up? <laughs> just like all of a sudden, just crept into the back of the screen. <laughs> I can't actually see myself because I have the main thing minimized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, Lynn. Uh, What's up? Anyway, it's hilarious. Anyway. It was just really Starbuck- funny. <laughs> Starbucks says... This song reminds her of someone chasing after a car, <laughs> which he is a little insulted by at first. He's like, oh, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> what I was trying to convey was a sense of loss. And she's like, and obviously, she's like, no, that's what, that's what that is. That's, yeah. that's what I see as loss. It's a car. Not like a slapstick scene of like chasing after a car Just like that. She's like, no, it's when someone that you love is driving away in a car and you run after to stop them, but they drive away. It's very sad. Sad times. Maybe a thing that happened between you and your pops. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, We have this little meeting of the final five who are also in the bar. I get both four Four of the final five five because Sam is down for the count. (laughs) Jiro has a great line. I can't remember what it is, but he says something like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He has. He to- wants them to convince the other Cylons not to kill Boomer. That's what's happening. Yeah, but the way he Ellen's says like, it we're is not so gods. Tie, and then he, she's like, he lost his child. And I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the exact words anybody says, but Ty's always good to be Ty. So like, I had a great Ty line, I believe. He's pr- he has a creepy one later about his dead son looking at him but we'll get there yeah which apparently was a detail that ronald d moore really loved (laughs) he read the script and was like came back and said ty's dead son was looking at him (laughs) awesome ronald d moore just likes things to be very dark like very dark and he talks about this with the whole boomer kilo sex scene so that originally wasn't Mm. in the script it was nankin's idea here's the thing um well i don't know the full development but it did make it into the script and then the network was like we think this is too dark and no one's going to want to watch it and you have to cut it and they cut it and then Nakin and Moore came back and were like Ah. no it needs to be in so my understanding from Ronald D. Moore's perspective was that it was Nankin who actually was like this is great but it needs to be darker they should fuck and that was actually the words <laughs> that Ronald D. Moore used. And then um, and then the network didn't like it because they loved Hilo so much and they didn't think that he would do that to Boomer. And then they kept it. But it's... Okay, well, I don't want to blow our whole conversational load now because we're not there, but um, we'll get I there. I see what you did there. Hey, hey. Well, we'll blow times. our load later, I guess. <laughs> Oh, you love us because we're pervy weirdos. We are very horny people. Continue. (laughs) We should be, I don't know. I was trying to find a B word for sex, but I don't know. Beers, beats. I mean, there's only one specific act I can think of. (laughs) Which isn't really helpful. Oh, beers, beats, boning. Oh, yes. That'll second like uh, beers, beats, and boning. That'll be the second uh, iteration. Of- <laughs> I mean, but we're rebooting now, so you know. Yeah, beers, beats, boning, rebooting. We need cover. We need a better art. Can someone draw us an art, please? 
Because I was looking at our logo the other day and I was like, we didn't ever mean for that to be our logo. Can someone draw us an art? <laughs> but like, we never actually meant for that to be our thing. Like, I think we're like, we'll use it as a placeholder and then we just <laughs> never changed it. Well, I think our Twitter is still the like <laughs> ri- ridiculous thing I did in like paint because I don't have Photoshop. I didn't even know pain existed anymore. <laughs> um, what, no, it's seamless, though. You've done it seamlessly. Well, you can't you. even tell yeah. that you're not really there. It looks exactly I really, like you're there. I missed my calling as a graphic designer, <laughs> I think. Yeah. But if, if anybody, if any of our listeners are good at doing art stuff, you should make a picture of Kaylee and I, but also I think you should include Mallory and producer Tom just like really far in the background as the history of the show. <laughs> and then that's a beautiful nod. Yeah. Because we should include them. Yeah, absolutely. And They're you can include the Kaylee part and Tom too. Well, half of this whole series. Exactly. So they should be. So included. you're the biggest. <laughs> really? You should be the biggest. And the, <laughs> us three should be smaller. No, I don't like, want that. <laughs> I'm just Lisa and friends. <laughs> we are, I was actually gonna do a rebrand. <laughs> this, is, this is a Lisa and friends podcast. It's a reboot for the reboot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Chief comes back for more projection fun. Yeah. Because now he's like he had a taste and he was like, ew, what is it? But now he's like, I want more. Yeah. We've all been there. And apparently part of their like pillow talk when they were kind of fucking around was obsessing over a house they were going to build together to the point where they drew multiple floor plans. Yeah, I do not (laughs) see any evidence of this in earlier episodes of the show. No. And like when? I feel like whatever little time. In the freaking... In the closet, closet or the yeah. storeroom or whatever, <laughs> the weapons room. I don't know. Wild. Uh, Completely wild. So no one would notice, even though everyone knew. Yeah. When the when did anyone have time to draw floor plans for an imaginary house? Come on. How much is having sex in closets, though? I was thinking about the other day. It's been so long since I did, like, a public shag. Hmm. I haven't done a lot, to be honest. I tend to frack people who are, like, good at hosting. That's my preferred. Like, you have a nice apartment. We'll go to yours. There are no dogs, no roommates. I mean, we are now adults. So Mm -hmm. there's less of it, I guess. Some of us have had partners who don't have roommates. Oh, like. Because we're adults. Me also. (laughs) Yeah. I always try to have a partner who doesn't have roommates. Oh, you had an apartment without roommates? I had a partner who had a partner. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. It is amazing. Yeah. I feel like most people that I've dated haven't had roommates, which is good. Must be nice. Uh, yeah. Or they've had like a very <laughs> private space. But to be fair, like I've just make sure I live with very sex positive people. You have to. Yeah. I think I got that going on in my current place. My old roommate and I, shout out. We're just both like, how great sex, though. <laughs> Let's just agree that we'll never be mad at each other for getting laid. And then yeah, sometimes I'd yeah, be like, cool, I'm hearing things. I'm just going to switch up some music um, and respectfully not listen to you. Fuck. Yeah. You get yours. Yeah. And just like try to be respectful about how loud you're being, maybe at like what time of night or something. Look, or... I am very loud. Same. <laughs> 
It's more fun like that. It is. And then when you go to someone else's house, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Beers, beets, and boning. They're neighbors that give them dirty looks. Yeah, I used to think about that sometimes with my most recent partner because I'm like, we do do that loudly often. And I'm like, just the next, I'm just waiting for him to get complaints. And then (laughs) I'll be like, I'm not at all sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no. I don't think he's sorry either, Mm -mm. I would guess. I think you and I need to have a sex podcast like we should we need to find some angle where we can do that because it's always especially after a beer or two always comes always back to sex slip into this and I feel like this is Flip maybe in? stuff that'll get cut out of this <laughs> cut out of this episode but we'll see I mean we'll see I believe yeah. I'm editing this are you editing it we haven't decided sex and logistics yes hey. <laughs> fun times yeah. it's great all right, let's get back. Let's, let's do it. Let's get back. So he pulls out a bottle of he pulls like out? Cylon projection wine. Come on now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got into sex. We're on beers, beats, and boning now. I'm almost finished There's my no second going back. beer. There's no going back. <laughs> yeah. In Cylon projection world, you can have wine. He opens the cupboard. And there's a fun moment where he's like, will there be stuff in here? <laughs> there is stuff in here. There are wine glasses in here. Nice one. <laughs> I don't like those kind of wine glasses. They look like goblet. They're very goblety. Mm. Oh, wow. We both mm. said the same thing. <laughs> Amazing. We should do a podcast together. Great minds. <laughs> Great minds. But what's weirder than imaginary wine and imaginary glasses is an imaginary daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's Super weird, weird time. It is. Uh, also, I don't think this is ever in the episode, but I believe it's in the script. Her name is Dion. But which just doesn't seem it's Dion. It's also like very close to Diana. It is. Yes. Especially in your accent, it's closer because I would say Deanna and Dion, but you would say Dion and Deanna. Deanna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so would, I think, Deanna herself. Yeah, because her accent's <laughs> much closer to mine than it is to exactly. yours. So. The weird one Cylon with a different accent for no reason. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it Maybe it makes more sense now that we know that they were just kind of like randomly programmed by these five people. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we'll give this one a New Zealand accent, even though maybe New Zealand isn't a thing here. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the colonies would New Zealand be? Or Austra- let's mm. say Australia, New Zealand. Which colony? They make it onto their own planet. I don't know. I feel like one of the one of the ones that gets less play. Yeah. Like they're not Caprica, but they're not Toron, you know. <laughs> Definitely not Sagittarion. Um okay. Oh, well, I'd be interested to hear what our listeners think. Yeah, let's uh we should have some fun with that. Yeah. Yeah, we should figure out because who's obviously Caprica is America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we should figure out like who is like England, like who started this colonizing bullshit? Like who's Europe? Caprica. Who's like yeah, Western Europe. Oh, uh, maybe not. But if Caprica's America, then there has to be like an initial planet that was like we're going to colonize everyone. Ah uh, yeah, no, maybe Caprica's Europe. Caprica's just white people. 
it basically like i mean it, it, not that it's only white people in caprica just that they are what but it's white the people concept do. caprica is the concept of white people yeah they're like <laughs> caprica is the concept of privilege. have i shown you amir Aman's skit about how he does believe in reverse racism i don't think so it's hilarious A lot of people don't like my comedy. A lot of white people don't like my comedy. A lot of white people say this to me. Hey, Amir. Hey. You get on stage. You make your jokes about white people. You say white people this, white people that. What if I did something like that, huh? What if I got on stage and I said, yeah, black people are like this. Muslims are like that. You'd probably call me a racist, wouldn't you? And I say... Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, you should. You should never do that. That's that's bad for your health. They're like, well, you do that, Amir. You do that. You get on stage. You make your jokes about white people. Don't you think that's a kind of racism? Don't you think that's dun dun dun? Reverse racism. Said so, no. I don't think that's reverse racism. Not because, not because I think reverse racism doesn't exist, right? If you ask some black and brown people, they'll tell you flat out there is no such thing as reverse racism. I don't agree with that. I think there is such a thing as reverse racism. And uh, I, could be, I could be a reverse racist if I wanted to. Uh, all I would need would be a uh, time machine, right? And uh, what I'd do is I'd get in my time machine, I'd go back in time, to before Europe colonized the world, right? And uh, I'd convince the leaders of Africa, Asia, the Middle East, Central and South America to uh, invade and colonize Europe, right? Just occupy them, steal their land and resources, set up some kind of like, I don't know, trans-Asian slave trade where we exported white people to work on giant rice plantations in China. Just ruin Europe over the course of a couple of centuries so all their descendants would want to migrate out and live in the places where black and brown people come from. Of course, in that time, I'd make sure I set up systems that privilege black and brown people at every conceivable social, political, and economic opportunity. <laughs> white people would never have any hope of real self-determination. Just every couple of decades, make up some fake war as an excuse to go and bomb them back to the Stone Age and say it's for their own good because their culture is inferior. And just for kicks, subject white people to colored people's standards of beauty. So they, end up hating the color of their own skin, eyes, and hair. If, after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years of that, I got on stage at a comedy show and said, hey, what's the deal with white people? Why can't they dance? That would be reverse racism. What? You know what we say about people who can't sit in chairs? That they're very gay. Who can't sit in a chair? Is it Starbucks? Starbucks! <laughs> Starbucks! Because he's playing the piano and she's like... I saw. It's great. I don't even think she's in a no, chair. No, she's just like... She's like sitting on a beam like all like... Yeah. With her leg yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. I cannot... Gay. Yeah. It's great. Gay. Super gay. Yeah. <laughs> so they're composing this song together now which makes me feel like i don't know is starbuck really 
sitting on the beam or is she really sitting at the piano? Who can say? Who can say? In her mind, though, she can't <laughs> sit on a chair, regardless. Yeah. Either way, if even if she is really on the piano bench, she's doing it with like one leg mm-hmm. up and one hand over yeah. here. Uh, they've like nailed the first movement now and they're going to keep doing it. And so all of this dialogue about composing the song came from the writers doing like a four hour interview with Bear McCreary and his process. And they like took actual dialogue from that real interview and worked it into the script, which I think is kind of precious. I love that. I love right? Bear McCreary. What a gem. Yeah. I really will go and read his whole blog post about this episode. It just never happens before we record. And I mean, here's the thing is now Kaylee actually has her own equipment at home. And so we can always record a little bonus uh, to add in little tidbits. Yeah. Yeah. We got all the microphones in all the states now. Yeah. It was kind of sad when I set up one, you know, Hmm. just one solitary microphone. You got to get another guest in that bed at some point. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Love to have a guest in my bed. <laughs> hey. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> so they talk about like some composer that he is plagiarizing yep. and he's like, you know a lot about music for someone who hates it. And then she gets into the whole thing about how her dad used to play and he like wasn't actually a dick about making her practice. He was super nice about it and she just wanted to make him proud and so my question is yes if they were taking that from bear mccreary's process who are the people that bear mccreary plays when he is stuck oh that would be a fun question to pose to him on twitter where he has responded to us before because he listened to your song yeah it would be fun to ask him that yeah what a what a lovely man. Mm-hmm. She says he taught her this one song that made her happy and sad at the same time. And I'm pretty sure we're meant to know that that song is all along the watchtower by the end of the episode, which that they played that song on the Cylon colony and Sam played it and or wrote it. And then Starbucks dad plays it. You mean and Starbucks knows it. The missing and knows it. Cylon Daniel. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to catch you out but you're really committed (laughs) not being caught out just because i'm on my second beer doesn't mean you're gonna get any answers out of me okay fair (laughs) she has this horrible dream of like her child self playing piano on this on the like the empty flight deck yeah and then it's a really cool scene though like i mean in terms of like it's really cool. cool to see the flight deck like empty and like and also the really flight good. deck, um, it's not actually that big. It's probably like a half or a quarter of that size. And they digitally made it really long, oh, which is cool. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hmm. It's like they're good at their job hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's why they have the show. The, now the dog hey, just came behind you, the pug, I think. It's gone the now. The pug is, yeah, both the dogs are off the bed now. Yeah. They're both at my feet. It's very, very sweet. Oh, it's lovely. <laughs> they're sweet babies. Mm. All right. Uh, but she turns around her little baby Starbucks self and, oh, no, it's the dead pilot again. Ew, mm-hmm. creepy. Mm-hmm. Keep Blonde hair. That. Yeah, too much hair. <laughs> I feel like it's less in these episodes. Like, it was so much the first time and it was so funny. And now it's a little, maybe I'm just used to it. Maybe. Or maybe they toned it. Maybe they toned it down. <laughs> like, it is a little <laughs> bit ridiculous. 
Maybe someone said something <sighs> on the message boards. Probably someone was like, uh, um, maybe, I'm probably. a morgue operator and that's just not a realistic um, – or I'm a grave digger. <laughs> it's not a realistic depiction <laughs> of how much hair she would have. I went to high school with more than one person who dug up graves, like dug up dead bodies. What's What's there to do in suburbia? Sure. Anytime I hear about grave digging, I think about those kids I went to high school with. While they were in school? Yeah, not like... Liter- they. I don't think they missed class to do it. I think they did it at night, but... <laughs> For what purpose? For... Taking the bones to a party, obviously. Oh, not for looking for treasure or anything. They just used to go dig up bones to take. Because do they have no body to go with? Is that why? Oh, cute. <laughs> uh, no, I think they each only did it once. But it was enough that we had to... It was like people in my social circle, but who were slightly removed. And both of them had the nickname, like, Grave Diggin'. Ryan, Gravedigging Matt. Like, that's what they were known for. It was weird, weird times. Weird times on Long Island, anyway. Growing up in New York is strange. Growing up in America is strange. Yeah. Although we did used to have a graveyard next to my uh, primary school, and we used to do seances sometimes. We did seances. But to be fair, the craft was really in vogue at that time. And also... It was very influential in what happened at Teenage Sleepovers. Absolutely. And also, we were right next to a graveyard. Like, what else do you do? Right? Come on. My dad always used to take me to graveyards when we were growing up. Did I tell you this? Uh, No. Whenever we went on a holiday, he'd be like, it's the most interesting place to go. And so we would go. And then we would play games like who had the weirdest tombstone or like who had the oldest one who was the oldest person, who was the youngest person. And there was one tombstone that was like, it actually said, gee whiz, we'll really miss you. (laughs) Just like really sarcastic. It really stuck in my mind. And then like, I really want to do that for my dad one day. Cause I feel like he just wants to. Gee whiz, we'll really miss you. I just feel like my dad (laughs) would want something really like weird for people to find and be like, heck yeah. yeah." Anyway, I want something weird. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We'll we'll make that pack to each other. So it's immortalized in podcasts. Now, you know what I want. Mm -hmm. I want people to walk around and remember me in all my weirdness, in all my weirdness. (laughs) I don't know exactly what I want yet, but something strange. Um, yeah, man. Well, we What's can think about the, it. So, bo- like, here lies the uh, born died. Boring. 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 I say. Boring. Boring. We want something way more fun than that. Um, but yeah, I think I, I would consider it disrespectful. Yeah, absolutely. If you, put, if you gave me a respectful tombstone, I would feel disrespectful. Absolutely. I want weird shit. I want the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows on it. Ooh, that would be yeah, good. Yeah, I think that. Heck yeah. yeah. And, um, Heck yeah. Yeah, but I mean, my family's a bit morbid like this. Like my parents always like have made it like they're like, if we're really sick and have to be kept alive by life support, just kill us. And then also they're like, these are the songs that I want you to sing at my funeral. <laughs> these are important. I mean, they're important things, but it's a weird conversation to be happy to have with your parents. Since yeah. like I was and like my parents aren't old, like my parents and I, we always joke that we will be together in the nursing home. Like they're very young. <laughs> like my, well, that would be cute though. I mean, my sisters, they're going to bear the brunt of all of it um, because they're very, you, you know, the same age difference between me and them. Is there. So anyway, 
these are the weird conversations we have. You know what? Every family has their thing. Yeah. And for us, it was just going to cemeteries on holidays. And talking about I death. still go to cemeteries <laughs> when I'm on holiday now. See, I'm going to be like my weird dad. I'm When my dad calls me, there's actually a picture of him with a tombstone. Oh, wow. It's actually his birthday um, today, by the way. Happy birthday, Happy Pops. birthday, Dad. I mean, now that you're listening to the podcast, it's not my dad's birthday, but... Well, today, you know how it works. His birthday is on the day that the reboot is announced. That's pretty exciting. That's very cool. I wonder how he feels about it. I called him drunk yesterday. (laughs) But that's what we do. Sure. I think he listens to the podcast sometimes. So hi, dad. Hey, dad. You're not my dad, but I'm going to call you dad. Oh, his name is Red, right? Red. Hey, Red. Red. Hey, Red. What's up? What's up, Red? That was my nickname for a minute, even though I do not have red hair. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. It's like, it's too much. Did you see this show on Netflix, speaking of tall people, called Tall Girl? I haven't watched it. I saw people posting about it. So my sister. the concept is literally just that she's tall. Yeah. And my sister is actually tall. This bitch is just six foot one. My sister's six foot five. Anyway. She's a taller, tall girl. I am like, me and my sister have been talking about it. And I heard them on the ad her older sister calls her her big little sister, which is what I call my little sister. And my sister wrote back, I mean, cute, but also I feel like they're coming for our brand. Like, do you feel a lawsuit coming on? And to which I replied, (laughs) you are ready for America. She's ready. She's ready. Yes. Bring her here. She's coming here. She's going to play college basketball, um, which is great. Uh, But I'm excited to have her. But that's my youngest, biggest sister, Lizzie who I have in my phone is Lizard because someone made a point. They're like, why do people always assume that because I'm Lizzie that my name's Elizabeth? What if it's Lizard? And I was like, that's awesome. I'm going to tell everyone that your real name is Lizard. This is my sister Lizard. So then she's in my phone is that. It's great. Should we talk about the show maybe? Uh, I think we're at this scene where Chief is trying to appeal to Rosalind to not send Boomer away to be executed. We are so not far into the episode. No, you know how we do. You know how we do. <laughs> uh, Rosalind is fully like cold and shut down in this scene. And I think maybe part of that is that Boomer killed, tried to kill her. Yeah, man. like, hey, you know my ex-girlfriend who like tried to kill your boyfriend? Can you just maybe not? Yeah, no, she very much is like, get mm-hmm. her out of here has no patience or sympathy for chief right here she's just like you're dismissed uh the host of this podcast i was listening to called her madam airlock wow (laughs) i thought it was funny so chief is freaking the frack out he comes up with this plan very quickly where he's like stalking this other eight who's just trying to do her damn job trying to fix galactica the one he has sparks with (laughs) is this really creepy stalking like horror movie Mm -hmm. kind of scene where the lights Mm -hmm. are flickering and then there's a blackout and we hear her get knocked out and then the lights come back on and she's gone yeah anybody who just like wants to become like a horror movie villain can just become one with no realistic like how did did he just she's very light i guess he could literally just pick her up and carry her but no one saw him come on it's weird is he like shoving her through the little crawl vents like he used to move around in? I don't know. Doesn't matter. This is the part 
where uh, Starbuck tells her dad, like, maybe you should get laid. And he says it might dissipate the tension. This was the weirdest daddy daughter flirting scene for me. Because it's like the tension with whom? Mm -hmm. The tension with the art of your music or the tension with the woman who's sitting next to you who is your daughter? weird it's weird i hate it and it's weird super super weird sorry i have a lozenge starbuck makes a comment about uh the groove in his finger from the wedding ring that once was weird comment again i feel like this is a it is but like this is a moment where you're like maybe this timeline wouldn't check out so much because he's like, oh, my wife wanted me to stop playing uh, and I like was having good gigs going and so I left her. And it's like, they've been in the space apocalypse for three or four years now. But he's a big one of her imagination. But exactly. But I feel like this is the moment where that, where if you really believed he was really there, you'd be like, this doesn't check out. What do you mean? Oh, because he wasn't making money. Because I feel like your wedding ring groove would disappear yeah. Unless in he... less than four years. Yes. Unless he was playing on one of the ships. But it doesn't matter because it's not real because he's not real and it was Starbucks mom. Whose name is something very Greek. Uh, so- Socrata or something. I don't That's remember. Her I didn't name. like her mom. It's weird. No. No. She's famously not a likable person. <laughs> And then we have the boomer switch. And Tyrrell has managed to sneak this unconscious eight into the brig and turn her over so no one can see her horrific head wound. And uh, now boomer is walking around in like a like a just little mechanics outfit. Like just going to fix the ship. Nothing to see here. We go back to the bar again and starbucks talking about what i don't really want to call her daddy issues because i hate that expression but like that's what's going on yep (laughs) she quit playing the piano after he left because he's a no good scoundrel oh and then this is this is the part where he's like no come on play the song play the song don't make me hurt you it's so weird And he like puts her hand on the keys, makes it's no, know, it's gross. Yeah, I don't weird. like it. And then she starts like plinking out the notes, and she's crying a little. And she's like, "You play," and he's like, "I'll play if you play." And no, it's just canceled all of it. Don't like it. Very rapey mm-hmm. for a piano. It's piano mm-hmm. rape. That's what it is. Seems extreme, but I'll allow it. It's but a lot of what he said <laughs> is like it really does give off that impression of like pushing someone to do something and telling them that they want it. And like, she obviously doesn't want to, I don't know. And like, obviously it's in her head, whatever, but like it does, it made me very uncomfortable. If you're watching this episode through the lens of like, I 100% know this is her dad. And that's a thing a dad would be like, no, you have to practice. Like, just do it. Come on. It's less weird through that lens, but when it's still not fully established, it's Mm. creepy. Super creepy. Okay. You know what else is creepy? What? But hot. Healer having sex with well, Boomer. It's yeah. a really long uh, sex scene for this show. It's a really they, long sex scene for Battlestar Galactica and pretty graphic. It was great. 
She does a lot of the moaning. moaning so is excellent. Boomer, do you comes know what? In. I actually was rewatching this on the train today, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" You like hide the phone like, from the people who are near you. Sexy, right? yes. It's very Ew. sexy. So, uh, Boomer comes in. Athena's like, "Oh, about time! I hope you're here to fix the shower." And then turns around and realizes it's Boomer as a fist is flying towards her face, and um. This, we like jump to Hilo coming in and seeing Boomer in the flight suit that she has stripped off of Athena. And this is such like a faith in Buffy's body moment. Mm-hmm. Right? Going after the boy. When she's like, at the beginning, she's like, resists a little. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, wait a minute. She's like, well, no, yeah, this mm-hmm. could be fun. And she enjoys herself. And also, oh my God, Hilo, does it taste as good as uh-huh. it smells? I <gasps> Hilo! What oh my God. But I I love that just because we don't usually see that side of him doesn't mean like it doesn't exist. Like he's he a sexy a man. Sexy and... man. That is a sexy, sexy, sex scene. There's actually extra sex scene. There's an after sexy sex scene. And after sexy there is sex scene? in the deleted scenes, and <laughs> it's like a like a he's just like oh that was amazing we should make that a regular thing, and she's like sure mm-hmm. and she like I know I know it's all very sexy we're all very horny that's mm-hmm. our Lisa Kaylee horny podcast it's, it's um, business as usual honestly. someone asked me today they're like yeah people was like what do you talk about I'm like mostly we just talk about how hot everybody is like all the time. <laughs> basically the podcast it's just like oh my god how sexy oh my god but yep. how sexy is this person but these two mm-hmm. whew, the sexy scenes are very sexy 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 scenes i think they're the sexiest this scenes is... that we've had it's the most graphic sexy scenes i think i think so it's like really like, long we've had other sexy scenes but they have been like very short, short or just like flashes or yeah. this is a lot of sexy sex and it, they really went, the network was like, no, you can't have it. And they were like, yes, we can. And then they'd like doubled down. <laughs> like we got to get so much of it. All of it. Yes. Mm. Anyway. Yes. yes. Boomer moaning. Yeah. That's a thing. I thought it was a good choice. Mind for yeah. a while. You know? Serious moaning. Um, there's, this is intercut with another scene that we'll go back to. But Less um, important scene. Yeah. She kind of like, yeah, everything's less important than this. She, they're like making out and she kind of like shoves him away in a way that's really rough and i feel like <laughs> Look at you. you're like so... that's my kink oh, oh, boomer you get me uh, but it really is this moment that reminds me of that episode of buffy where faith is like how did you like lights on or lights off kinks of mm-hmm, vanilla mm-hmm. yeah it's very reminiscent of that mm. and Hilo's not so shocked that he's like Athena you've never done this before uh, but I think it is a little amped up compared to what their normal routine is but also so like she no it's not the same person because I was going to say so they had a big debate over whether or not Hilo would know it wasn't Athena mm-hmm. and I think they landed on like that him anyway that he wouldn't recognize that it was Boomer but it was like a big point in the writer's room like they spoke about for a long time because I think the general consensus was that he would recognize who she is because remember with the other chick but I guess he already knew that she wasn't Athena but like he was so noticing the way she did the massage that he was just like oh you're you know that that's my wife look anyway whatever 
Yeah. But he enjoyed that for a minute before he shut it down the first mm. time. Um, and then they were like, Ronald D. Moore was like, well, I mean, it's quite fair. I mean, they're identical. <laughs> so They're identical and she's the one wearing Athena's flight But suit. also she like, is the one who, like Athena and Boomer were the same until Athena went to yeah. Caprica. So like they are Boomer very is much the most similar. Athena. Yeah. yeah. Than any other eight. She's more similar. Yeah. Even if they've, she's taken quite a journey since mm. then. They started as more of the same person than any other mm. model. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, it's fair. But there was a big conversation around it, for sure. But they wanted it to be really dark. Yeah, it is. And I kind of debated whether Athena was positioning herself in front of the door where... Or Boomer was positioning herself in front of the door where Athena is tied up on purpose. And it seems like that's definitely what the writers were going for. Because oh, they yeah. talked about it. They're like, what she's the most getting off on is doing this in front of Athena. But then I also don't know why Athena doesn't make any noise. Because I know she's gagged, but she can make noise. You can make, make noise. noise when you're gagged. You can be like, oh. Yeah. Just yeah. like that. Just like that. Maybe she's still really out of it. I think that's what the direction was telling me. Or maybe that's why Boomer is doing such excessive moaning because mm. she wants to drown out any other potential it's really moaning. hot moaning. <laughs> Let's go back. We'll circle back to Saul talking about how his dead baby is looking at Creepy. him, which we kind of already Creepy, covered. Yeah. But the way he says the line, he's, he doesn't. There's no reference to it. And I kind of forgot about the dead baby already. So yeah, me it's too. just like him saying, oh, I was there in the hospital and he was, look, the little guy was looking yeah, at me. Yeah, I, at first, when he first said in the hospital, he was looking at me, I thought he was talking about um Anders. Yeah, and I was like, why is he calling Anders the yeah, little guy? Yeah, and then guy? I realized that it was about <laughs> the baby and I was like, oh, that's creepy as fuck, yeah. yeah. It is kind of a weird scene. I think they the writers just said they needed something to kind of transition back into the bar, but it's a weird little one-off kind of a line. And then Starbuck realizes because they're looking for like the missing notes from the song and she like kind of can't remember it. And then she's like, wait a minute. These stars that this little kid drew, they're not stars at all. They're music notes that line up perfectly with the notes that I already have. Wild, wild. It's nice that in addition to alcohol, they have so much spare like music paper, like with the staff lines. No shortage of that. They're running out of water, though. Running out of water. Everyone's oral hygiene is completely No more cracked, toothpaste. Just bullshit toothpaste no. left. <laughs> Just swish your mouth out with some algae whiskey and go write some music. <laughs> uh, so Saul is the first one who hears oh God, his the eyes. tune. His eye. His eye. His eye. <laughs> so his eye acting is amazing. He's like. Always is. <laughs> but like the camera goes in and it like it's very like that was an amazing two-eyed impression of sorry 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 acting. sorry i really appreciate that very nice very nice i don't do the right eye yeah. also wearing glasses which i feel like it's harder but anyway point being is that he does his whole <laughs> his eye is so wide and the camera zooms on the wide eye so he's just so good at one-eyed acting no one's ever no one's ever been yeah. better uh, so this is all kind of cut with um, Boomer doing her thing, but we're just going to talk about everything that's happening in the bar yeah. right now. Um, Starbuck is like crying a little bit as they start playing the melody. And then, oh, man, here comes that sweet Bear McCreary orchestra. So action, good. Where the full like 
all along the watchtower bear mccreary version like comes in and comes up behind the piano and it's like it's so it's just so good with the drums and everything like you never get tired of hearing it and then saul and tori come over like how the hell do you know that song and this is the moment when her dad just isn't there and she's just like doesn't even really acknowledge yeah She's just like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, But Hera also knows it because she wrote the notes to it. So probably she's pretty important. And we we definitely shouldn't let anyone steal her away. Not at all. No, she definitely shouldn't be kidnapped and jumped to another location. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. She should not Mm. go up and out. She shouldn't. She should not, but she will. But she she will. Uh, more than Hilo, I feel like Hera should know that that's not her I mom. also had that note. I feel like uh, she has really shown in the past that she knew the difference between Cylons, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I was confused. Uh, oh, but maybe then, okay, so the way that I guess I read it, because I would never believe that she didn't know it wasn't her mom. Although if that's the case, then I guess maybe because Boomer and Athena were the same for a while, whatever. I would say that maybe the, what we're because she is like joyful to see her. Maybe that's because it's part of the bigger plan, and she's supposed to go with her. Oh, well, maybe she has access to that mm. knowledge, or maybe she's just like cool. Boomer's here. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's pretty chill about it, and Boomer is clearly drugging. Oh yeah, her. She's, she's like, like oh, finish yeah, it all, drink all yeah. of this stuff. Oopsie, we forgot about a doctor's appointment. Yeah, bye. Very quickly, and they're not that. gonna question it. These four daycare workers aboard the Galactica. Chief helps her with this enormously heavy, heavy I'm assuming, box of, of child. Yeah. What does he think is in there? What does she need to take with I her? I was like, yeah, dude, ask some questions because, like, what is it? He's just so struck with remembering the love of yesterday. It, yes. You got to forget about yesterday. You have to. It's not yesterday anymore. Yeah. It's not. It's not yesterday it's not. anymore. She wants Chief to come with her. And honestly, it's a little surprising that he doesn't, except that I think it's necessary for the plot that he stays and she goes But then alone. she does this whole thing uh, that's like, promise me that no matter what happens, you'll remember. And it's like, dude, that's already very dodgy. It's very dodgy. You should be suspicious of that. Yep. He is not. He's just like, okay, love you, bye. <laughs> uh, they have another little smooch in their beautiful suburban fantasy house. And, oh, my God, I watched this with my roommate, my new roommate, Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's precious. Um, who said when she kissed uh, Chief, she <laughs> He goes, did she wash the taste of dick out of her mouth first? Because <laughs> <laughs> she was just with Hilo. Oh, she was just with my him. God. Which I kind of didn't consider. She was. And wow. Didn't even think yep. about it. But we've all done right? it before. Uh, but yeah, within actually, a too short yeah. amount of time frame, two people thing. But not when you're like screwing over your current partner that you're pretending to be in love with while kidnapping a child and then having maybe not sex to that level. with your doppelganger's husband yeah sure okay okay maybe not a specific a situation but there has definitely <laughs> just been maybe times when i was like was there enough time between this and that <laughs> 
Same. Maybe not. Same. Maybe not. Eh. Whatever. You know how. You know how yeah. we do. All right. Uh, Hilo is having like a great little lecture because he just got laid and he's like super chill professor now. Uh, and then Athena rolls up and she's really hurting and she's like in her underwear and it's just very vulnerable and he figures it out kind of immediately and she just I'm says curious. she just says to him she's like that wasn't me that was boomer and like i think he immediately knows yeah. that he done fucked up he fucked up but i mean obviously the immediate concern Hera, is yeah. she's like did boomer get Hera? and hilo isn't like oh god someone should go to the daycare and check which makes me think I guess he could have already checked in at the daycare and they were like, oh, your wife already picked her up. I guess, because I thought um, that was a very quick jump too, that they like didn't even yeah, check it out. Yeah, he just goes like, someone tell yeah, everybody yeah. Boomer's got my fracking yeah. kid. So he must have, um, there must be something, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a tiny bit of a plot hole, but I think we can assume the logical thing would be that he maybe went to go pick her up and they were like, oh, your wife yeah, already got her. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Or checked in somehow. Uh, Athena, like, wow, this reaction. She just, this just really like primal scream and she's like hitting him while she's hugging him. And it's like absolutely a a perfect reaction to what has happened. So Athena, no, Boomer pretending to be an eight, I guess, a random eight. She's pretending to be or she's pretending to be Athena. She's pretending to be Athena because Athena was about to go away on a six-day mission. Oh, yeah. And nobody else would be flying a colonial Mm. ship. So she's pretending to be Athena. They know, but they're not giving away that they know. They're just trying to delay her takeoff, which seems like they should be doing a more aggressive plan. Yeah. I mean, I think they're doing very well until all of a sudden Adama's like, Boomer. And then she's like, oh, shit, they know. And then just flies away. Yeah. But like, okay, here's where it gets more plot holy for me is they they know it's Boomer. So they should know the same information should have traveled that this is Boomer and that Boomer has Hera. But they only got half that info in the CIC. They know it's Boomer, but they don't know that she has Hera with her. Mm. So they're like, if you try to jump away, we'll blow you up. And she's like, uh, you don't want to do that when I have Hera on board. And then they're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's not it's not 100 percent. But it's very writing. dramatic. But uh, it's very dramatic. They do the classic thing where like the the. When the window is closing and she tries to fly through it, but she does clip her wing. It's not like a perfect sci-fi spaceship moment. And despite hot dogs objections, she jumps too close to Galactica and kind of blows a hole in the side of brutal the scene. ship. Brutal. Yeah, really brutal. And then Rosalind's reacting to all of this and she kind of knows that Hera is being taken because they're connected because of the dreams and, and the whatever. Blood, I, think. I think that that must be a blood thing. Oh, like, cause I've been thinking yeah. a lot about it and I feel like the reason that yeah. Rosalind is connected to Hera is really because of the Did blood. her dreams only start after that? That's something worth revisiting. No, but Hera, um, she took Hera's blood when she was in utero. Yeah, but did her dreams connect? Oh, yeah, because, well, 
She only had dreams about Hera since Hera's being alive. Before that, she had dreams. That would make sense. And prophetic things. But I think what I'm remembering is because season one, Gaius was already having dreams with Six about like the baby in the opera house. Yeah, yeah. But Rosalind didn't join in and Hera Hera herself didn't join in until later in those dreams. Okay. So I feel like my headcanon is that it's related to the fact that Rosalind was saved by Hera's blood. That makes a lot of Mm. sense. You're pretty smart. Thank you. You're pretty Thank smart. You. Cookie. I'm here all night. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're definitely here all night. We've been recording for like two we hours. We have. We have. So Galactica, this is just a hit that I feel like Adama knows Galactica can't take. And he looks like he's about mm. to cry while all this chaos is going on. It's really sad. Rosalind passes out and someone comes to check her pulse. And I'm just like, I hope that guy is good at checking pulses are really because we are really... We're really ready to decide everyone in this show is dead based on one extremely brief pulse check. In the deleted scenes, she is in the hospital wing and Adama comes in. Okay. So we know she survives. Cool. It'd be be a rough way for our girl to go. Uh, Athena is yelling at everyone on the flight deck like, how could you let a child? And Kirill's like, fuck. Yeah. But he hears about it from some random girl we've never met before because they have nobody left for him to talk to because <laughs> everyone did a mutiny. Uh, so did. now some extra like probably got promoted, yeah. which is fun for her. Though. And he can't handle it and he runs away. I feel like that's probably good for him because at some point they're going to be like, well, I saw a chief helping her load a really heavy crate into the Raptor. Anyway. Mm-hmm. The ties are having a conversation like in the preschool, sitting it's on the little chairs very at the little desk. Funny where they decided to do that. But yeah. It is really funny. And the plan actually was pretty solid that the whole thing about rescuing Ellen was really just a ruse to go back and get Hera. Very very well done, like well thought out, Boomer. Yeah, it's a great plan. Good good mm. plan. And then Starbuck is back in the hospital, like laying on top of Sam and listening to her dad's music. And this apparently was a scene that was added based on a suggestion from Katie Sackhoff because it was not in the original script. And she was like, wait, she never goes back to Sam in this whole episode. That doesn't seem right. So they added. Well, apparently originally uh, Sam was supposed to be okay by this episode and then they changed his arc. Mm. So originally he was like Mm. talking to her in the bar and stuff. And then they were like, nah, I wasn't ready yet. Interesting. So many, so many Mm. versions of these episodes before the one that we see. Yeah. And then we have this tragic scene of Chief running through the empty house, no boomer, and he goes up to the kid's bedroom and she's not there. And then he just collapses and weeps in a room full of oversized teddy bears, which is like just a little bit funny, even though it's supposed to be sad. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the episode. And that's the episode. We did it. Do we have count? Is that too much shock? Well, we do have counts. Where are they? They're hiding behind your face. <laughs> mm, I got to move your face. There we go. So, Frax, we have two from Starbuck, two from Hilo, and one each from Athena, Ty, and Hot so Dog. seven? I can count. Uh, four, five, six, seven. Great. Good job. Thank you. Wow. I studied math You're so university. smart. Thank you. <laughs> Cylons, we have our final five. We have... Hera for a half. We have Athena and Boomer. We have Sonia, the new representative. I like Sonia. 
we have the imaginary Dion. And we have lots of sixes and eights who are working on the ship and being pilots mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm. That's, that's it. That's great. That's the thing. We did we the did thing. Long distance thing. and all. Well, thank you so yeah. much, everybody. Thanks. You can follow us. You can write to us. We love that. You can record things and you can send them to us and we can put them in the episode. We love doing that and no one, it hasn't happened no, often enough. I, it's not good enough. But all of this has happened before and all of it will happen again. And then it'll be rebooted again. It will. It will be rebooted. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. There is a saying old says that love is blind. Still we're often told, seek and ye shall find. So I'm going to seek a certain man I've had in mind. Looking everywhere, haven't found him yet. He is the big affair I cannot forget Only man I'll ever think of with regret I'd like to add his initials to my monogram Tell me where is the shepherd for this Lost land. There's a somebody I'm longing to see. I hope that he turns out to be someone who will watch over me. Who's lost in a world I know I could always be good To one who